Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meet Justics podcast. Had some technical difficulties there. Austin had no voice, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I just come in and do what I'm told. The, <laughs> the bad part is that this sausage is getting cold, and this is Philly brat that I have made for something we're doing here. One Friday a month, we make some sausage or something and have like a company hangout on the back deck. So one of the things that always gets brought up with Philly is what cheese to use. I like using Swiss cheese, um, but technically really cheddar would probably be better because it's closer to like the cheese whiz that they like adding to their Philly broth or their Philly cheesesteaks. This is also about 60-40 pork to beef. I was so, gonna. Say, I, I I thought it was forty percent fat. I mean, it looks very fatty. When you were cutting into it, it was just fat oozing everywhere. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Just go ahead. Be as insulting as you want. You can cut your own sausage. I'll tell you that much. I'm just gonna take a whole one hey, and dunk it right in the container. I think it works over here. Patrick is per- yeah. playing with audio still. Perfect. When you say they, you're talking about people from Philadelphia or something. Born, yeah, born and raised. I mean, it is a delicious bratwurst. I don't think it needs the cheese whiz. It's better with the cheese whiz. You think so? Mm-hmm. See, it's weird. I'm a huge. And this, this is yeah. We're taking opposite sides of what I would expect because I'm a huge fan of cheese. <laughs> yes, you are. But cheese, cheese whiz, or what? The, what is this? Technically, it's Tostitos nacho cheese dip. It's not queso, so it's just the liquid cheese but it's kind of crappy cheese oh yeah i i don't even think it can call itself cheese i think it's a cheese product no it's, it's it says cheese dip does it have any asterisks near that cheese like product i don't know i bet you it does naturally and artificially flavored there you go because yeah the, the first First ingredients, water, and then it's canola and or sunflower oil, then maltodextrin. Oh, that's so bad for you. That is so bad for you. I don't think there's actually any cheese in this. It eventually gets down the list to natural and artificial flavors. So it's all just literally processed Mm. seed oils. There's, There's no cheese in here. Yeah. But it's delicious. And if I could mainline it into my body right now, I would. I haven't eaten enough today. So I'm just going to keep being disgusting. I don't think I've eaten at all today. I actually came by. That's what I was going to ask you earlier. I was going to ask if we were eating anything because I was about to go get some lunch. And I was like, ah, I should wait. How about those sausages, sir? Mm. So good. Philly brat is amazing. Over the last couple of years, what are your favorite new seasonings? Name three. No, no. Top of your head. I don't even know. He always wants to go to the either the biz site or the website. Just what are some of your favorite new seasonings? Oh. This should not be that hard a question. Sausage seasonings or just all including over. rubs and stuff. Including everything. Hmm. I like the taco snack stick. That one's new. Dill pickle's probably not new enough to call it. No, we've had that five years now. Um, 
taco for yeah snack sticks then maybe i gotta throw in like the mojo for seasoning and rub okay and then i'm hesitant to put this one in the list but i'm going to just because i have already ate like an entire bottle of it and i'm probably gonna eat (laughs) another one soon the the new terrapin ridge sweet heat it's like a spicy honey mustard and that is absolutely amazing see i like that one but i would put the carnitas one as the best of those new ones sweet heat would be number two and i think when we did this carnitas was your number two Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely phenomenal the carnitas has gone on every burrito i've been making recently it's just awesome i normally don't season um like just straight up like roast and potatoes past ultimate steak and roast rub but i dumped carnitas all over that (laughs) last night it was really good because it's absolutely delicious yeah okay um moment of silence for our fallen mascot our lost friend okay for those of you on Majestics, you know what we're talking about. We were all there with it at the very end. Is there going to be a silence, though? Doesn't Patrick, like, automatically cut those out? No. Okay. okay. Good. I was about to say. <laughs> I said moment of silence, and that's that's what really matters. It hey, was the you thought. You guys are on your own. There's no more silences anymore. That's yeah. all. Okay. So if there's a lull, that's on you. <laughs> Why don't you cut out the silences? It, it, it was a technical issue, so we can discuss it further if you'd like. Mm, not really. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. You want to talk about the new Meatistics update? Sure. Okay. Last couple of days, Austin and I have been working on getting everything ready to upgrade to version 3.0. Uh, it will be a larger than average update. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time we updated, I don't think there were really any noticeable feature differences. I think it allowed us the ability to put a dark mode in. I would say that was the biggest one to uh, the most the current version. This one is a a bigger redesign. First, we did some stuff with the categories. Uh, We added some visualization to them uh, on the main page, only on the main page. Then it has a little difference in how it deals with like topics, all the, uh, the icons that you're used to seeing at the top. Those are now on the left hand side in a, a dedicated sidebar. Yeah. Or on mobile, instead of being, instead of opening the menu from the top, you open the menu from the bottom, which is going to throw some people off. Sure. But, but we're planning on flipping this live sometime in this upcoming week. Um, we will probably do a live stream just as soon as we do it. Won't be a huge one. We'll probably only do like an hour or so. Just to talk people through yep. <laughs> in case they have issues. Cause we don't, especially on something like me, just six, we don't want to frustrate everybody and make it so that they just get to the point where they're mad and don't want to mess with it anymore. But on Waltons.com we do. Is that the implication there? You said, especially on me, Well, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just calling you out. I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. But. I took a big bike. So I thought you were going to be talking for a while there, but no, no. Tomorrow and Friday. Um, so by the time this comes out, I will hopefully have already shot my turkey. Uh, Brett and I are going on a something called the Kansas One Shot Turkey Hunt. It's only about 30 minutes away from here. Um, so we're going to go up there during the day. Uh, tomorrow, so Thursday, 
uh, is some shooting stuff. We go to a shooting range and then we can go to a trap shooting. Then there's a banquet. Then I'm coming home and then we'll go back the day of. Why is it called one shot? Do you only get one shot or do you just get one turkey? I don't like, know. No idea. I have okay. no idea. Um, I do know that it's a competition for the biggest turkey, but I'm shooting the first turkey I see. Like, I, I don't oh. care what it is. No, you should. My guy could be like, wait, wait, that one's not big. Boom, I'm shooting. <laughs> don't do that. I don't care. <laughs> I want to kill a turkey. I'm pretty sure you're going to see a lot of turkeys. Like, I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's been unseasonably hot out recently. No. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, no. I, it's April and it's the beginning of April and it was 80 something degrees the other day. That's normal. That is not normal. How long have you lived in Kansas? Not long enough, I don't think. Patrick, is that normal? I really, I prefer not to get involved. <laughs> yeah. For, my favorite thing is that, like, you also want to disagree with you so bad, but it took like. <laughs> he had to build up the yeah, energy to disagree. He's like, uh, he's like, come on, do I even really? Because he didn't even want to talk about it, obviously. But. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll see how that goes. They also have some raffles and stuff going on, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, so, I, so I should be prepared for late night text. If I win. Going, I, I want to If again, I won, I, want I will be all over the place. Um, your father is my good luck charm, though, because both times he's been there, I've won guns. Or both the times I've won guns, he's been there, I should say. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, all in all, should be a good time. Only thing I'm worried about, I'm spraying all my clothes down that I'm bringing with uh, tick stuff today. And then you just let it sit on it for a couple of days. Because man, when I walk my dogs, the number of ticks, none of them have bitten me yet, but the number of ticks I've like picked off my arms or legs recently is unbelievable. And a few of them, I don't know for sure if they're the Lone Star tick, but they have that like white, it's almost like a stripe or a notch on their back. So yeah. I don't know if they are the Lone Star Tick. But they could be anywhere on you right now and you wouldn't know. I don't know. But Austin I, doesn't like ticks. I told John a couple days ago, I told him to go home and stay home. And he didn't. <laughs> He's not listening. So I'm going to have to write him up for not following. Did they really freak you out that bad? Like any tick or is it specifically the fact that you might get allergic it's to It's just me? any ticks. I yeah, don't like them at all. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Like. If they would just bite you and go on, I'd, I'd be more okay with it. But, but the don't. fact that they just bite and they just sit there. No, generally, yeah. I think they need like some, over 12 hours to be able to transfer the protein for either Lyme yeah. disease or um, the alpha gal. I'm, I'm not going to look up and find out if that's factually accurate, but I'm going to commit that to my memory as 100% there factually you go. accurate because that makes me feel a lot better. Oh, God, it's only been 11 hours. I'm fine. So... Yeah, so I'll let everybody know how that goes. Uh, hopefully, we've got a, a big turkey to play with next week. I don't know what we'll make with it. Um, my initial response was freeze it and make it make turkey jerky, but I don't know. Maybe make something a little bit more gourmet. I don't know. Based upon what you said you're going to do, we may not have a whole lot to, to even do. It's a very small turkey. If it's a small turkey and you do a body shot. Uh, no, I'm not going to do a body shot. Yeah, that's the one. I'm excited to pattern this shotgun. So, Wait, you what? Uh, so the day tomorrow at the shooting range, they have like a setup station for you to pattern your oh, shotgun. Oh, that'll so, be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'll try and take some pictures and stuff, but generally when I get to these things, I don't think about like recording things. I'm just like, yes, let's, let's do whatever this is. The excitement for the event. Uh -huh. just 
overtakes your mind and everything Plus else you should meeting do. new people and yeah. all that stuff. I generally like, it's not that I don't want to think about it. It's just my brain kind of shuts off. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Ready to move on to meat matters. Let's do it. All right. I'm in a little bit better mood now than when I wrote down some of these stories. So I'm going to take a quick hit of some smelling salts. <laughs> do you want some? No. You're sure? No. <laughs> Is dying off. Shake it up. Let's see if we can get a better. With it smaller now, though. Are, I don't think you're supposed to do it multiple times in a row. I'm pretty sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it must have worked because you turned beet red Ooh. off that. <laughs> okay. So on to meat matters. Um, this one, <laughs> I was deep down a rabbit hole last night, like very deep down a rabbit hole. And I found a video of a guy saying something I'd never heard before. And the last two nights, I've done this amazing thing, at least for me, where I usually, if I'm thinking of something on my way to go to sleep, I'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. I need to remember that. Can never remember what it was the next day. Two nights in a row, I've been like, that's what I was thinking of as soon as I wake up. So I don't know what's going on, but it's got to be the smelling salts. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But he said that most, if not all companies who are trying to make lab grown meat are starting with something called immortalized cells. Okay. My ears perked up right away because I know what immortalized cells are. They're either cancerous or precancerous cells. Really? So I started doing some digging. This is from an article from uh, The Fern that says, does lab-grown meat have a PR problem? It says, the big honking asterisk is that normal meat cells don't just keep dividing forever. To get the cell cultures to grow at rates big enough to power a business, several companies, including the big three, are quietly using what are called immortalized cells, something that most people have never eaten intentionally. And immortalized cells are a staple of medical research, but they are, technically speaking, precancerous and can be, in some cases, fully cancerous. Oh Don't gosh. worry. Prominent cancer researchers tell Bloomberg Businessweek that because these cells aren't human, it's essentially impossible for people who eat them to get cancer from them or for the precancerous or cancerous cells to replicate inside people at all. Now, the big three in this are companies called Believer Meats, Eat Just, and Upside Food. So Eat Just declined to comment for the story. Believer Meats scientific, or Chief Scientific Officer Yaakov Namias says that his company uses immortalized cells in its cultured chicken and that his team has somehow, by means he says even they don't understand, created immortalized cells that don't share any genetic signatures with cancer cells. Two cell biologists I shared this information with expressed skepticism. Eric Schultz, Upside's Food Vice President for Global Scientific and Regulatory Affairs, says his company stands by its FDA nod and its safety protocols. Many of the inputs and processes we have been using for decades or even centuries in food, or many of these have been used for decades or centuries in food production. Our products is as safe as the chicken you eat every day. Absolutely not. You don't understand what you did to change these cells. Uh, we don't know how we did it, but no, these ones, these ones aren't cancers. Yeah. That's absolute nonsense. So I won't say that I won't eat lab-grown meat, but I'm not eating lab-grown meat until I get more time to read into this and what exactly is going on because I had no idea. And that just off like surface level, I'm not going to eat precancerous or cancerous cells. That just sounds stupid. That yeah. sounds like a very bad idea. 
I don't I, even if they have like FDA approval, how long, how much did they study? And if they're admitting they don't know some of it, yep. that really worries me. Oh yeah. How many things have been approved, especially drugs have been approved only later to find out, eh, well, this one causes fetuses to be born with no arms, right? Cures morning sickness, but yep. Horrible abnormal or abnormalities in babies. Yeah. Damn. There is another level to this. In my mind, it's not quite as heinous as this, but they have to get those cells to start from somewhere. Do you know where they generally, or do you know where they get them from? I mean, my first thought would be they get them from a live animal. Okay. So they take a pregnant live cow, kill it, then get the cells from the heart of the embryo. Now, I don't necessarily care about that because both of those animals in my mind are food anyways. But if your whole thing is, this is kill free. No, it's not. It's not. Why would you have to get it from the heart, from the embryo? Stem cells, maybe. I don't know. So that it can divide as many times as possible. That's weird. So is when, when they make the meat, like what kind of meat is it? Like, is it meant to, if it was chicken, is it meant to replicate white meat or dark meat? Because if you're getting it from the heart, is then it's going to replicate as like organ meat, right? I, You've got me, man. How's that work? I have no idea. But it's got to be, they take it and then there was that one company that was doing like the 3D printing stuff. So maybe they just make like a generic chicken cell and then they 3D print it into a chicken breast. I, I have no idea. But in my opinion a huge red flag that you're using cancerous cells. And I don't care that you say it can't be transferred over. I'm not eating a tumor in an animal I kill. Like if I killed a deer and I had a big tumor and I wouldn't be like, well, got to eat the whole thing. I'd be like, <laughs> not that part for sure. <laughs> Stupid. Very, very annoying. Plus I want um, recognition that two full paragraphs read with really no misspeaks it's ward smelling salts bottled insanity that's what did it all right moving on um fear and loathing among union busters so this is from the the article um they're talking about the different people who go to this one uh convention to talk about unionizing in the industry it says abruzzo's candid Reminders that the National Labor Relations Board is a pro-worker agency and is formed in part to level the playing field between employees and workers. That is not and should not be a level playing field. One owns the business. The other one works for the person that owns the business. It's like my employment here. I want something to do that I like doing and that I believe in doing. You need somebody to do this job. So I give you my labor in return for money. That's not a level playing field. That's the way it works. I mean, do I have a certain amount of power in the relationship? Sure. But ultimately, it's more your decision than my decision that I get to keep showing up and working every day. Like It's no. not a level playing field. It's not designed to be. You don't think it's a level playing field? At any point in time, you could just not show up. Fair, fair point. Like I, I view it as equal footing. Oh, it's <laughs> definitely any, not at, equal footing. At any point in time, you can say I'm done, or I could say you're done, or I say I want you here, you want here. Either one of us can say yes or no, and it totally changes what happens. Sure, but I still, 
I would, if I'm the average person, I still need a job because I need a paycheck. Mm. So the options of me just going, I'm not showing up. That's not the same. I just, I think they're wrong in it that it should be a level playing field. There needs to be a hierarchy there to keep things in order. Otherwise, if it's just the employee and the employer, oh, we're on the exact same level, you get have problems with respect. You have a problem with job performance because, you know, if you're the same as me and you tell me to do something, it's like, eh, I don't really feel like it. Well, there's still a level of authority. Sure. Comes. So then not a level playing field. Yeah. I don't know. It just depends on how you, yeah, how you want to look at it. it I, I want to look at it in the form of a hierarchy. <laughs> Uh, Restaurant executives are on edge. Union campaigns are suddenly penetrating their industry, which employs about 10% of the American workforce and has one of the lowest unionization rates of any sector. So at the Restaurant Legal Summit held by the legal arm of the notorious National Restaurant Association, executives linked to Aramark, Red Lobster, McDonald's, Auntie Anne's, Cinnabon, Arby's, and Dunkin' Donuts had gathered with management side employees management side employment lawyers to plot ways to beat back a resistive workforce demanding higher pay, better working conditions, and increasingly union represent or representation. Um, this is legitimately from the first line of this article. Comrades said Ch- chapel, chapel Phillips, as he grabbed the microphone, please don't leave the conference. It's all better from here. Comrades. <laughs> That's in <laughs> 20 years ago. That's a terrible insult. If someone was like, you know, hey, he calls everybody comrades. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to wait for him outside the bar and have some <laughs> words for him. Now these people are just op- openly saying that they're wanting communism. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I, I, I know that connection, but I don't really see it that way. We're going to take a detour here to each their own. But what the, the biggest thing that is most interesting to me through this is if, uh, 10% of the workforce is across the country is in the food industry, specifically restaurant industry. If they unionize, what happens to the price of food as everyone goes out to eat? Because, it could be interesting. Does that mean, would it change one of my, I don't know. I don't know. I, I always have this just conflict and struggle in my mind every time I go out to eat and like I leave a tip and I'm like, why am I paying like the bulk of someone's salary here? Why can whoever is their employer not pay it? So right. would that change things and, and restaurant workers start to make more of a salary instead of just be reliant on tips. Yeah. If that happens, I'm not tipping anymore, but then, and I'm a, but then would, would, would that actually happen that way? Or would it just be, they make more in make a normalized salary and still want a tip on top of it. I'm not giving them tips if that happens. And I'm a fairly big tipper. Yeah. Like I will start at 20 to 25% and then go up depending on how the service was. So if you want your tips from me, One individual person. You should rethink this. All right. Sidetrack here. Have we done the dog versus human thing? Dog versus human. No. That means no. No. You're walking down a path. On the right side is, say, saddle. And on the left side is a human you don't know. Same age, same sex, same everything as you. 
They're both about to fall off the cliff. You can only save one. Who do you save? You save the human. Thank you. The number of Some people, people would save the dog. I, the number of people who have said dog was dog killer <laughs> was like, I love my dogs, but there is not a second of me that'd be like, oh, oh no, my dogs after I'd be like, oh, you know, obviously I'd be crushed. But a human's potential is so much greater than a dog's. There's to yeah. do bad as yeah. well. <laughs> but you can't make that decision a, based on a, that. I don't have a leash for the guy. <laughs> I don't have a collar for him. I have a responsibility to the dog that I signed up for. Who's just jokester falling off of a cliff? This is what I've been dealing with so for like. I'm trying to make the, the argument. It's a terrible argument. I can, I can understand how people get there. I don't think it's right. Hannibal Lecter and Scooby-Doo are on cliffs. You, it, but no, you can't know anything about the well, person. No, that's my argument too. <laughs> if you don't know anything about the person, if it's a terrible human being who deserves to be put to death anyways. You still save the human being. Eh, no, you still save the human being. What if it's human? a dog that saves lives in a fire <laughs> later? See how this game works? No. All human life is intrinsically valuable. Yes. And so you can't in that moment, it's not your, it's not your job to judge whether they, if it's someone, if it's a terrible human being, it's not your job to judge whether they live or die in that moment. It is human life is intrinsically valuable and you need to. So you're saying, say, mm, do, so you're saying do nothing. He said, it's not just let them, to both let them live either. So you <laughs> don't get involved. Is that upstanding? the number of people here even who have said dog and like confidently, even after I push back, go, no dog. I'm like, Oh, we're not going to make it. Yeah. And like, as a human race, we're not, if we're valuing uh, dogs above humans. Survival of the fittest. If that guy falls off a cliff, <laughs> maybe it's for the better, right? No, that's we not get, how survival get, of the we, fittest you works. You get more elite, don't you? That's not how survival of the fittest works. What happens when all the only elite is left? The cream rises to the top. Huh. Well, did Patrick's an elitist. Never would have guessed that. Oh, <laughs> Never would have guessed that. So I thought we also should have talked about how tall is the cliff because what if it's only 10 foot? A dog could probably die off a 10 foot fall. But it's, a human, they're, they're, you, your, your average height is almost six feet. You only are actually going to fall four. They're going to die both of them. It's thousand foot. Okay. <laughs> now, granted, I would never be out in that thousand foot path because, you know, so I don't know if it's agoraphobia who, or whatever that who is. Who takes a dog out there anyway? Sounds like you had <laughs> it's a bad owner. ulterior motives anyways. Like, I'm leaving my dog. Oh, this guy's on a, oh, God, I got to save this guy now too. <laughs> to, to loop this back around um, in the or one of the previous articles when we were talking about the lab-grown meat, um, one of the things that started lab-grown meat is PETA. Um, organizations like PETA, I, how how they would view this is you could save either one, at least in my opinion, that's what they would think. I might be wrong, but you could save the person or the animal because there's no, there's no difference. PETA might actually tell you to save the human. And the you reason so? for that is because PETA wants to abolish all pets. Like they don't want anyone having cats, anyone having dogs. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. But some, some people legitimately view People, a rat is a pain, animals, a dog is a boy. everybody, everything is right. equal. And so if you, if you get to that point, it could be rationalized that it doesn't matter which one you do. You, your issue comes further, uh, back behind the scenes of why do you think that? So, yeah, yeah. That was a phrase I first started hearing sometime late in high school and it was a rat is a pig is a dog is a boy saying that they all have the same life. Like the same value. And I just, that's bad. This is what I grew up with. 
or dealt with growing up in New York, like things like that. And then I thought I made it down here. Like, okay. And then I asked this question. Everyone's like, oh, the dog. Dogs are so much better than people. I'm like, oh my, they're not. If someone, yeah, if someone really faced that situation, I bet they'd do something different. Okay. That was my point. Cause just the weird way my brain works. I've spent a lot of time running through weird, like scenarios like that and being like, what is the correct moral decision? What should I do? I think there's a way we can both get what we want out of this. Instead of it being a cliff, it's like you have to kill one of them for something else to happen. So that way Ooh. you're valuing them both. You know, I'm obviously not going to kill a person. I would never kill a person who wasn't directly threatening me. You have to see now you're not playing. So I'd kill the dog. Okay. There you go. Dog killer. Twice. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that would be a better way to look at it. That's, Although, that's uh, even easier. Much more one. dark. No, that's what I'm saying. It's an easier decision for me to make who was initially on the dog side. But then if you just. Ask the question slightly differently. That's an awesome point. Okay, so, so, so you're still valuing lives, you know, equally, I guess. Is the way so instead of being the savior, you're the executioner. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. But, I'm, but then you're I'm, also a savior. Unfortunately, I'm my dog every time. It's the it, it, hundred people die if you don't make this decision now, and you have to pick between those two. Boom. Oh, I would do it just a, a one-on-one. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, one of them had to die. I'd kill one, the dog. One of you have to die. I, <laughs> We're not leaving this room. Until okay. One. So we've got this far. The dog is going to die. Now the biggest, the, the bigger Which question one is, am I too? do we process it or not? Process oh, I've told my wife so <laughs> many kidding. times that I'm, I'm eating Brutus. Like if, <laughs> if they, I've told her she's wanted a pig for forever. And I told her we can have a pig when it's three years old, it gets slaughtered and eaten and oh. she just refuses to accept it. All right, moving on. Um, thank you for playing that game with us. And thank you for your answer. Justin also immediately answered human, save the human. So there's a few of us here. All right. Meat tax would boost health and cut healthcare spending. This is research from dutchnews.nl. So my only response to this is picture me in an American flag tank top with sunglasses shooting off two AR-15s while I had one of those helmets that had two beer things with the bendy straws as I'm drinking them. That's my only response to this. I will not eat less meat for any reason, especially one come up with over in Europe. High cholesterol? There, we've been over this. What do you know about cholesterol? You've been in the room enough times when I explain this. <laughs> Dude, my, my doctor goes, you got a little high cholesterol, so just... She suggested to take it easy on meat. Like, How did they... I not- just nodded. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. My, my, I, I, how should I start it when I talk to her? I should go, my meat scientist buddy who does this for a living. Yes. Oh, so no. tell her, how about you do some research in nutrition <laughs> and realize that the cholesterol you eat is not what's causing cholesterol buildup in your body. Like those two things are not related. It turns out how that's my problem with doctors. They don't keep up on any of this stuff and then they act like they're experts on it. It's not right. Yeah, that's why you don't go to the doctor. Oh, no, you're saying that too. Okay. I thought you were coming around to my side. I went to give Austin a high five, and then I realized he was mocking me. I took it back. 
to not give him his high five. Oh, All right. Should, I feel like they should have to re like if I have a driver's license and I have to like renew it every once in a while, like they should have to do updated textbook jargon or whatever. That's a great idea. The new science on stuff. I don't know enough to talk about. I think maybe there is something <laughs> Probably like that. Probably. There might be something. They, they like go to that. conferences, uh, but they, you know. But they might be like required to go to a certain number of conferences a year or something. Yeah, but at, we all know what those are. Yeah, that's fair. They're getting loaded at the bar yep. downstairs. Yep. <laughs> They're going by the pool. So. so I might be willing to use myself maybe as a case study for something here. Um, what is it? Is it next week? Yeah, it's not this Friday. It's next Friday. I'm going in to my chiropractor who does a lot of nutrition stuff. And I he, I mean, I don't know a ton, but from what I know from him and what I hear from him and see and everything, like, I think he really knows his stuff and is really good at what he does there. Knows a lot about um, nutrition. So he does like, I, I'm going to butcher the description of it, but okay. some sort of micronutrient study and body panel of what's going on this and that um and then it takes like two weeks three weeks i don't remember it takes a while to get everything done and go back follow up you check everything um if i get that i'll have to bring it in oh yeah because i know my cholesterol's high too i talked with him about that yesterday i think it was um and he was like yeah your cholesterol's high is probably causing a lot of inflammation in your body right now and i'm like yeah, yeah but we know sense, but that's your stress level yeah stress triggers cholesterol like crazy so i'm sure that's what it is and yeah if your chiropractor and i might have to you i think yeah uh, i'll have to bring in whatever i can and see what you think and yeah. see how much we can sh how much i can share um it might be interesting. I should go have works. my blood work done again. I did it like four years ago or something. You didn't and have to go to the doctor to do that. No, I know. The guy looked at it. And he's like, you're perfect. He's like, your triglycerides are exactly like everything. He's like, this is all exactly where it should be. So I was a little bit healthier then. You got the answer you're looking for and you got the hell out of the Oh, yes. You went, oh, sweet. Yes. See you later. Bye. The only reason I did it because they were doing it at my wife's work. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe I should do that again. I'm not in the same shape I was back then, but do you not donate blood anymore? No, no, I don't donate blood anymore. Oh man. Cause two times in a row I went, they were like, you one time they're like, your iron is too low or something. <gasps> so you're not you? a healthy specimen. Wait, wait. I was like, that's I, no, I was like, that's yeah. ridiculous. And the next time I went, they were said something else. And I was like, all right, you guys are wasting my you time. Guys are <laughs> 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 you guys are wasting my time here. <laughs> Go away. I'm the healthiest human on this uh, planet. <laughs> I am. Like I say, you guys are all going to die one day. I'm pretty sure I'm going to live forever. Yeah. Pretty sure. It's quite not, possible. Not positive, but you pretty might, sure. You might figure out a way to turn all those immortal cells into just your own cells, and now your whole body's immortal. So I'm Deadpool, basically, just cancerous yeah. body that keeps recreating. All right. Um, 2023 NFL draft prospects rise above hefty competition at all-you-can-eat buffet. Basically, they had the top five offensive linemen in the draft. All of them went to a golden corral together, and they're like, <laughs> we're going to sit down for this period of time. Everyone eat as much as you can. And then they weighed themselves before Ooh. and after. So we'll start with the lowest, which was uh, Steve Avila from TCU. He weighed 339 pounds before and 339 pounds after. So how does that happen? Did he... Scale wasn't very accurate. Right? right? Midway through, decided to take a bathroom break. <laughs> Something <laughs> had to happen there. Leak, yeah. Uh, Alu Aluatimi from Michigan put on five pounds. 
Jalen Duncan wow, from he put on five. The first guy put on nothing, and the second guy put on five pounds. That's that guy is fourth out of fifth. Wow. Jalen Duncan from Maryland put on six pounds. Peter Skoronsky from Northwestern, who is I want the commanders to draft, put on six point seven pounds. And Nick Saldaveri from Old Dominion put on a whopping nine and a half pounds. I gotta know what that guy ate. Right? I gotta see a picture of it. Unbelievable. Did they weigh weigh immediately after, or is this like weighed one day? No, did I'm pretty it, sure it's, the next day. No, I'm pretty sure it's immediately after. Um, my only comment that I wrote down here is that even odds that I could beat him, depending on how stressed I was when we sat down. Because if I'm stressed out, I will eat until I, my stomach legitimately yeah. cannot hold any more food. And then I wait 15 minutes for a little bit of digestion, and then I go right back man. to eating. I'm the opposite. I, if I'm stressed, I can't eat at all. That's why my wife is like, I, I don't understand that at all. I can't all. get it down. Like, I'm sitting there like, I got to eat for nutrition at this point. Like, I can't even think about eating. Yeah, no, I'm the opposite. What are you like? It, uh, both. It depends. <laughs> it <laughs> depends. depends on the type of stress. No, seriously. Well, you're on. You're under so much stress normally that, like, you probably have a normal level of stress and then a high level of stress. Yeah, so, like, norm, normal, just lo more low-level stress, I can eat and I eat too much. Okay. Um, and then like overstressed and just just yeah way over the top i can't eat i was actually at lunch yesterday um with my dad and i was eating uh a pizza i ate one piece and i was like i tried to eat a second piece and i was just done i was just like i can't i can't eat anymore i just put it all in a box and took it with me it just i get to a point where i just i can't eat I'm meanwhile like, i can't do it if i was there and whatever you're talking about was stressing me out too i would have eaten all of my pizza and then started eating yours yeah there's other times where i'll sit there and i will eat the whole stinking pizza uh, John's because i just get pizza. going and <laughs> yeah i can i can shovel pizza no, no no with he's his lack of sharing it too so we got a whole pie once we went out of town got a whole just me and him not even work related and uh i'm just joking and uh, we got a whole pepperoni pizza and this guy, we, you know, I had like a slice. Once again, one of those kind of like, I'm out of town. I eat like a bite and I'm kind of like, my appetite picks up right before I go to sleep. So I'm like reaching for something, maybe another slice. He kept all of it. Didn't offer me any of the leftovers. <laughs> so I had a slice of pizza and we had done stuff that day. So I was kind of hungry and like no way to get. So I had to like eat at the bar downstairs and stuff like that. And I go, what'd you do with those? Like, oh, I had it for breakfast. He was in a great mood. Oh, I had it, had it right for my workout. Now, in a whole, now I'm even in a better mood that I made you upset. Like was so yeah, you're going to watch. Anytime he's around pizza, finish what you want and need because he's going to take it. Because I am going to take the rest of it. My wife, thank God, she's just okay with that. All right. Uh, Brett sent me this one. It's cash fed cattle. Eclipse previous record highs. So not a good sign. I'm thankfully uh, Zach from Crables got me on a list for I think June, hoping June, um, because cash fed cattle prices traded in the north at 174 to 177 per hundred weight, eclipsing the previous mark set in November 2014 of 171.38. Dressed prices reached 275 to $280 per hundred weight. Both categories are two to $6 higher than the previous week. The South traded at 170 live, which is three to $4 higher. So no matter where you are in the country, get ready for beef prices to climb again. We're gonna have, this is, this is what is the result of all that sell-off last year during the drought. If we want to know more about um, like the buying and selling 
in those stages and what goes on in the interim there. Maybe could get my brother-in-law to come back get on. Get him to come back on. He was yeah. a great guest. Talk again. He was a great guest. I liked having him on. And all he wanted was Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I gave him a gift card, too. For Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, Curtis didn't get a gift card. <laughs> He's also, he was, he was still on the clock. And he was promoting his book. Yeah. So, uh, Lukey bought one and I was talking to him the next day. He was, or I said, yeah, you know, I told some people where to buy it, posted some links and he's like, yeah, I've seen some sales. I was like, yeah, uh, it's like one in Minnesota. I was like, was it Mark Lukey? He's like, that is the name. I was like, yes, he did actually buy it. Cool. I love Lukey. That guy's awesome. He um, needs a, what is that? Is he coming down soon? I don't know. Him and Rob are going to be coming down for, uh, uh, bust clay. When is Bust Clay? Don't know. Okay. So it's not soon. I don't know. Sometimes it's in May. Sometimes it's in June. I don't nobody, remember when it nobody is. Nobody's talked to me about Bust Clay yet. Yeah, huh? I put you on the email list. I actually need to talk to you and Dylan about it because I thought we had 10 slots. We have eight slots. And so I got to figure out how many slots we have left. But Okay. I promise but like, I'm you on were on list. that email chain. I, 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 don't care about, I don't care about that. I'm on the list to be able to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I wasn't able to go last year. Brett's not going. So someone else has to step up and be the leader of the group. And to be honest, you're more vocal than me. So <laughs> I may coordinate it all and then you can just vocalize sure, everything. That'll work. Okay. Uh, duck meat market size to grow by 1.75 billion between 2021 and 2026. The growth of the fresh duck meat segment will be significant during the forecast period. The increasing availability of fresh duck meat through supermarkets, hypermarkets, don't know what that is, convenience stores, and other distribution channels will drive the growth of the fresh duck market during the forecast period. The higher demand for protein-rich foods and the increasing disposable income are the main drivers for the growth of this segment. Okay, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, did, did they really say convenience stores? Yes. Okay. I, when have you ever seen fresh meat available from a convenience store? I, I'm thinking when they say convenience store, they're thinking maybe like bodega. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's like a corner store in cities. It's often oh. run by Dominicans or. Okay. Still, it, uh, they, it, they, it's a market. It's yeah. Not but a, they will have like fresh meat sometimes. Okay. But yes, that's a good, that's a good catch. I love duck. Duck a la rancha, or however you say it, that's how I say it when I order, is one of my favorite meals to get while I'm out. Orange duck is also delicious. Um, so I, I'm all for that. My big uh, pushback on this is the second part of why they think it's going to go up. An increasing disposable income. I don't oh, think that's, that's going to happen right from now. 2021 to 2026. No. I know it hasn't happened in the first two years. The past two years, disposable income has been going down. It's going to continue to go down until inflation and interest rates go down because everyone that buys a house <laughs> is spending more on their mortgage and interest and inflation is destroying everything. And yeah. I guarantee you across the country, everyone as an average is not making enough more money to offset inflation. That definitely not, not. Definitely so, not. Disposable income is, is going definitely down. going yep. down. Did I ever tell you about what my financial planner said with the Fed? I'm going to say no. He and I were talking about the Fed, and um, he did not know I hated the Fed. So I asked him, like, hey, how do you think the Fed is doing? And he just kind of went off. I was like, yes, right person. <laughs> but he said they've lost control of the market. said, usually what they'll do is increase the price of money by increasing interest rates and that will slow investment. And he's like, these stock traders don't care 
or these market investors don't care. They just keep pumping more and more money into Wall Street. And he's like, and it's only going to make the collapse worse. So thousand rounds for each one of my guns. You too? Wait, are you saying you have a thousand rounds for each of your guns? Yeah. Oh, I should. No, I probably don't anymore. Some of them I got. Yeah, no, I don't. I need more ammo. I don't have quite a, I don't have anywhere near a thousand for my 6.5, but that would mm, be insane. That would be yeah, excessive. There'd be no reason for that. So, okay. Moving on. Uh, FDA warns not to eat these salads. I am decades ahead of the FDA because I have not been eating any salads for a very long period of time. You don't eat salads like at all? Not really. really. I can't remember the last time I ate a salad. <laughs> like that's the only good way to eat some vegetables. <laughs> You walk around with like, <laughs> <laughs> like the last, oh, the last time I like, oh, I can't, like, gen, do you not go to restaurants often? Like, you don't go, oh yeah, I probably had a salad. I usually don't that, eat the salad. But the look of disgust on your face too. I don't like salad. They're ah, no, that's wrong. That uh, hyper creativity thing we went to, they had a little salad. Wow, you had one a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. But no, okay, at home, I don't remember the last time I, it was before we moved down here probably. Wow. Wow. I don't like vegetables. That's you, you like vegetables way more than I do, and I'm totally in for salad. What vegetables do you see me eat? You were walking around with, with a three-foot <laughs> carrot the other day. <laughs> it, it, do you like carrots? It was eight inches around and a foot long. <laughs> I walked into Austin's office eating this thing, and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just come walking yeah. in holding this ridiculous <laughs> carrot guess, eating it. I guess, you're, you're probably thinking, like, oh, what an obvious joke he's trying to make with this giant nope. carrot. And no, that wasn't it. Just eating, so carrots and cucumbers are the only, and I don't Snap peas. Fair. I don't eat cucumbers oh. anymore because Excalibur discontinued salt and vinegar rub, which is I'm still angry about it. Oh yeah, this guy cleared a cucumber every day for months. Because it was it's amazing if you put salt and vinegar rub he on does cucumbers. A little, he does a little toss in a bowl. <laughs> like I got so used to this guy just pound and I hate salt and vinegar. Like oh, the smell you. of that. Hey, we used the mojo seasoning on um uh chicken wings. No other seasoning, just Rubbed it with that. They were ridiculously good. Like incredibly strong taste. Did you double season, season, cook, then season? Nope. Okay. No breading, no nothing. Just that. Interesting. It was super strong taste. Because so. the, the, the biggest thing, I maybe phrase this complaint, maybe, with the Mojo seasoning, is that it can change the flavor a little bit after you cook it. And I like the raw flavor so much that like if I put it in something and then it's like cooked and been in there too long... Add a little extra so I get like the initial original. What are you calling? Are you calling the original flavor a citrusy or a garlic? More citrusy. Okay. Yeah. This didn't affect that at all because it was a very strong citrus taste. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was excellent. All right. Um, yeah. But five and a half, five point. Yeah, 5.5 ounce clear plastic packages containing Fruit Ridge Farms white chicken Caesar salad with cell dates between 310 and 414. So don't eat those. Uh, mushroom meat just as effective as animal meat at building muscle study finds. Um, I'm going to read a little bit from there and then we'll talk about it. The randomized trial was split into two phases. In the first phase, 16 healthy young adults completed a three-day diet 
where their protein was derived from either omnivorous or exclusively vegan, predominantly, <laughs> predominantly micro mycelioprotein, that's protein from a, a, a mushroom. During this phase, detailed measures of metabolism were taken. You can't learn anything from a three-day study, so that part's that part's stupid. In phase two, 22 healthy adults completed a 10-week high-volume progressive resistance training program while consuming a high-protein omnivorous or vegan diet rich in mysoprotein. The results demonstrated comparable increases in muscle mass and strength response to both diets with no significant differences between the two. Remember that sentence. The group on the high-protein omnivorous diet gained 2.6 kilograms of whole body lean mass, while the group of the vegan diet gained 3.1 kilograms, or 6.8 pounds. Both groups also increased the size of their thigh muscles by the same amount, 8.3% over the course of the trial. So they're calling 6.8 and 5.7 the same, and those are not the same numbers. That is 1.1 pound difference in total muscle weight or total body weight when they said that the protein or the lean muscle was the same. So what I take away from that is if you want to put on a bunch of junk weight, go ahead and eat these mysoprotein and vegan diets. If you want to build actual lean muscle, go ahead and eat like a normal person or even better, eat more meat. However, I do have to say some nice things about this study because I actually went to the study they referenced um, and they did a really good job. They even tested the saliva of the people eating the mysoprotein, the mushrooms, to make sure they weren't cheating, which is incredibly rare. Normally, it would just be like on the honor system. Um, And when they broke down what the uh, macros were for everything. It was a little bit high on carbs, but they did 2.1 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, which a lot of these studies, you'll see it as low as 1.5. So kudos to them. They did a good study. It was really well done, really well documented. Um, If anyone wants to see the actual study, they can go to uh, vegnews.com and look up mushroom meat and it'll link to the actual study. It is very in-depth, everything they did. So pretty cool. But basically, if you want to add just lean muscle, keep eating either a regular diet or eat more meat. All right. This is uh, from She Finds. So take this for whatever it's worth. Uh, Warns that processed meats like deli meats and red meats are associated with bad gut microbes and that after the composition of gut microbiota, never heard that term before, uh, leading to an increased risk of gut-related health issues like bloating and inflammation. My note on this is that we're suffering from too much data at this point because there's just as many articles you can find that, you know, the lion diet, the carnivore diet, whatever you want to call it, specifically uses your gut microbes response to all meat to reduce inflammation. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can find something that says whatever you want it to at this point. I don't think we were ready for the internet. And even though it would take away my job, I think we'd be better off if it went away. Mm. I think we'd be better off long-term. Yeah, we'd probably go back to Little Prairie on the- I think the world would end. Like You think what? The world would end if there was no internet at this point. People could not live without it. Correct. So we'd go back 
so you so you you're a proponent for mass starvation and <laughs> wait i have to have a tamagotchi no. again is what you're telling me <laughs> no there'd be no tamagotchis okay. i said little house on the prairie times oh like i think we need to be fighting off grizzly bears let's and just stuff. go back to the 90s we do not have enough struggle in our life myself included <laughs> i get so annoyed by like stupid little things that don't matter wait you want more struggle can i can i no no <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> Let loose rattlesnakes without rattles in your office. <laughs> All right. Uh, breakfast sausage. De rattled rattlesnakes? So we have something coming up where myself and somebody else will be going down to Texas to do a hog camp. And Texas is one of the places where apparently they're having problems with rattlesnakes without rattles. They think what has happened is the I said the snakes have evolved to not have rattles because... Um, pigs hear that rattle and it's like a dinner bell for them because they don't care about getting bit and they eat the snakes. And Dylan correctly pointed out, he's like, that's not what happens. It's the one without rattles, you know, replicate and survive or survive and replicate. And I was like, oh yeah, of course that's what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, breakfast sausage ranked from worst to first. We'll go through these real quick. There's a couple we want to... How do they spell oh, worst on the uh, article? Oh, oh yeah. good question, but it's regular worst. Oh. Let's rip that off. Seems like it. If the intro picture has anything to do with the article, number 15 is absolutely 100% wrong. Go from worst like, to that first. Can't be wor that can't with be the worst. The Butterball All-Natural Frozen Turkey breakfast sausage you think is the best? Hold on. I got to look through the list real fast. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not the worst because something else is on the list that I ate during my vegan fair, diet fair enough. and it sucked. All right. So that's 14, uh, 15, 14 is Bob Evans. 13 is Smithfield hot rolls. 12 is farmland. 11 is light life. Give me lean sausage. Get that out of there. Uh, 10 is no. banquet brown and serve. Those are good. Uh, Jenny O all natural Turkey sausage. Why is Turkey on here twice? This is where I start to have major problems with it. Number eight is morning star farms, veggie, original sausage. That's not sausage. Well, and number 11 is, is plant-based too. Oh, is that, it really? That light oh, life, I missed that that's one. plant-based. Okay. So but those two shouldn't be on you there. You can't put that above anything that's pork. At pork all. with fat, hands down, better than all those. Like I would argue you can't even put it above the turkeys. I wouldn't put it above the turkeys. It depends on how it is. I could maybe see an argument being made in some regards just because sometimes when you make turkey sausage, it depends. Did they just use breast or did they use like thigh meat? Because it can be very dry. Right. You get a dry turkey sausage and it's really not good. Do you remember how dry that was though? The morning stars were very dry. Yeah. They were just. So uh, just as dry as the. I'm telling you, the only thing I like of theirs really is the crumbles. Honestly, no. I, I mean, I ate those and I didn't absolutely hate them. Yeah. Like. I was able not, to eat those. They're just not good. But they were not good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Seven is Applegate Farms Chicken and Maple. Uh, six is Jimmy Dean's. Five is Swaggerty's. Four is Jones All Natural. And that's Turkey one as well. And then here is where oh. I want to break my laptop. Oh. Three. Number three, the third best breakfast sausage is Impossible Sausage. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What's the qualifications to be on the list? Right. Is there any? No. Who wrote this? Was this they just stopped a bunch of people walking into, I don't know, what's a super liberal store? Some super liberal store in New York City. It's like, oh, let's ask you. Let's ask you. Because these are the most ridiculous responses. I, I'm... 
Whoever. Let's take a hit. Yeah. Whoever, <laughs> whoever wrote this, like, I, I, I wish there was a way that we could track them down, track them down, get a hold of them, and then like cook them a gourmet meal. Oh, like do something nice. That's not what I was planning on doing today. Cause like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way that it'd be like a blind, give them a blind taste test, cook a whole bunch of stuff up and make them choose what they think is best to worst. And they would choose the absolute worst for the impossible sausage, the, the morning star patties and everything that was pork. The only thing that they got right is that the number one on their list. That's a very, that's a very, very fatty sausage. Yes. And yes, that's going to taste amazing. So number it's, one is uh, farmer John classic pork sausage link. And just from the picture, they look like they're 70% fat. Oh yeah. I mean all fat. So those, those would be delicious. Now, they're also skinless though. But yeah. that person, who wrote this article, they would just lie to you. You'd have to give them sodium pentothal first for like, so that they would tell you the truth. Cause otherwise yeah. they'd be able to identify the impossible and they'd be like, I like it even better now. We could put them on a lie detector. Thumb screws. No, just put them on a lie detector. That we don't need to, fun. we don't need to actually like abuse. I know them. we don't need to <laughs> anything, right. anything we do to them, we're going to do to you. I could stand up to, th to thumb screws. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. All right. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Waltons. Everything but the meat.